we're getting closer and closer to Rosh Hashanah. And the feeling I get is like someone who knows he has to make a foundation. It's taking a lot of time. Foundations are very important. But you keep pouring concrete into the foundation, and you see you need more, and time's running out. And what can I do? What we've been talking about until now is consistency. Be consistent. The person has to know they have responsibility. This is our space. What have to do with Rosh Hashanah? Has a lot to do with Rosh Hashanah. Has everything to do with Rosh Hashanah, but not just Rosh Hashanah. So when we talk about Rosh Hashanah, we don't know. I don't know what to say. I wanted tonight to take another facet about responsibility. People are responsible. A baby has no responsibility. He can do whatever he wants. A great Jew, Rabbi Shlomo Fisher, Shlita, one of the Roshivas in Italy, Shiva, said, what are the mazel tovs of life? When you're more responsible, a child gets born. Mazel tov, until now, you had to do absolutely nothing. Now you have to nurse. And then you become Baro Bas Mitzvah. Oh, now you're responsible. There's things you have to do. And the truth is, Rabbi Avram Grodzinski, Hashem Yukongami said, even children below Bas Mitzvah are responsible and are punished for things that they did as long as they, they understood that it was wrong. Bezin Shalmata doesn't punish until 13. They can't. They're not allowed to. Bezin Shomala, if it's something that you understand to be wrong, there's punishment for it. I'm not going to go into that now. And then a person gets married. Mazel tov. Now you're responsible. And then you have a child. Oh gosh, then you're now you're responsible. So the, every mazel tov of life is because we're more responsible. When a person doesn't realize they're responsible, they move through life and they don't accomplish much. I want to talk about one facet of how people uh, stop being responsible, and that's the minute of blaming people, of blaming things. It's like, you know, we always say it's better to have a good kasha than have a bad terex. Why? Because a bad terex, so you think you have shot and you move on. If you have a good kasha, so then you know you don't have shot, one day you'll find out. I always mention that my son is 42 now, she's living very well. 39, 29 years ago, Rashak was walking in the street and he started dancing. I remember when it happened. He said, Shir al Fishim Tana. So I asked him, what are, you, what are you dancing for? He says, now he has shot, he just got shot in the Rambam he's been thinking about for 50 years. If he would have been satisfied with the Daikhi shot, he never would have gotten shot. 
That's one reason it's bad to have a bad terrorist. But there's a more important reason. Your brain starts to get crooked. When you hear too many crooked pshatim, so you start thinking, that's how you're supposed to learn. Has to be glad, has to be straight. So your brain becomes straight. So blaming is a bad terrorist. Because it becomes, you know, a bit, a, 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 it's like a printing press. It, it, is there something wrong? So it turns out counterfeit bills. The bills are no good. So one of the ways, one of the bad towards him in life is blaming. Uh, I didn't have the clutch of appearance. I came from a broken home. I was a sickly child. My parents didn't have any money. I don't have any hijos. I don't have such a good head. Now, it doesn't mean these things don't make th- are not valid reasons why things are difficult. But they're not, they're not, a, they're not an answer. It is very important. That's the subject tonight. The reason, and we're going to talk about it, how to get out of it. But this has direct impact on Rosh Hashanah. Because when you prepare for Rosh Hashanah, you prepare for Yom Hadin, you know, you can't say to yourself, well, this is not my fault, and that's not my fault, and that's not my fault. It's, always, it's someone else's fault. I always tell you about this mother when her son fell on the stairs, told him to turn around and say, bad stairs. It's the stairs' fault that I fell. So the kid, instead of learning to walk down the stairs correctly, she has somebody to blame. So I saw today in um, Manchester, Russia, Shiva. It's on page 381. So he talks about it in a footnote. He says, tell the child to say, bad floor. Child slips on the floor. So whose fault is it? It's the floor's fault. So he says, different reason. He says, first he tells the child to be a, a, a vengeful. You get back at someone. I slipped on you, I hit the floor. Bad floor. And the other is, to get used to a shaker. Which is different than blaming. It's also a shaker, but person has to know, and I always tell you this, there's a big cloud in life. You do the best you can and then you stop. There are things that you can't do. There are a lot of things you can't do. And there are a lot of things you can't do now. So you can't do them now. All it means is that you can't do them now. That's all it means. In a week, in a month, in a year, you will be able to do them. So let's take a look. Rabbi Hanan, Zechayin of Rocha, in Kovic's parashis that we learned, he says, when a person is doing well, he says, But when uh, things go wrong, there's always someone to blame. So on the bottom, an asterisk, it says, it is on the pasuk, on that pasuk, he says it. That he's talking about the depression in the 30s. That they gave this reason and that reason. The Chavos Chaim said there was another reason. The Emunah in HaKadosh Baruch Hu went lost. So now the Emun of people in each other have gone lost. A world economy has to work on a certain level of trust. Uh, you have this, this, this country called the United States of America. They issue dollar bills. Did you ever read a dollar bill? It's not worth anything. 
there's nothing, there, you know, there isn't enough gold in Fort Knox to bet that if everyone came to cash in their dollars, first of all, they're not even supposed to give you the gold anymore. It used to be they had to give you gold if you demanded it. But they don't have to do that. Will we keep going? So we trust that they keep going. It's all trial. When you don't trust your Basham, so then, uh, then you get punished. But that's the Teva Ha'odim, Rebbe Hanan says. You take credit for things, but when things go wrong, you blame. But that's not the Derech of a Tzaddik. A Tzaddik stops and looks and sees, have I done anything wrong? And we're going to talk before we finish tonight what to do and how to stop blaming. Because or else you're just like, you know, there's always somebody to blame. I told you the story of a principal told me, since he was a kid, was doing very poorly, and um, he got into trouble, so the principal said to him, what is this? The kid says to him, it's your fault. So the principal told him, he told me the story, the principal. The kid said to him, it's your fault. So the principal asked him, but this is my first year in the school. What about last year and the year before? So he said a classic line, there's always someone to blame. That was his answer. I feel good because it's not my fault. Eventually, it comes crashing down. The derech of tzaddik is not like that. Derech of tzaddik is not like that. The brothers of Yosef said, We are guilty. Shomay means desolate. We're empty. It's our fault. Yosef, they were not weaklings. When Yosef said, Jes Binyamin, Sarachim says, Oh, yeah, Jes Binyamin. Aha. And he's going to take this man and make, you know, chop liver out of him. But five seconds before, he was he just was everybody. Because there's the Binyamin is innocent from Achiris Yosef. You hang around bad people, you get into trouble. Susie only wanted Binyamin. Oh, it's not a troublemaker. He wasn't afraid of, of Yosef. He just accepted that it was his, it was his fault. Oh, I have to take responsibility. Rav Milzer brings the case of Esther. Esther goes into the base at Salama. She's going to meet Achashverosh, and her Ruch Hakodesh left her. Now, in the base at Slomim, they were Slomim. They were idols. And it, we know that where there are idols, the Shekhinah goes away. It doesn't mean the Shekhinah goes away. It means you lose touch. The Shekhinah is everywhere. The Shekhinah is at the bottom of the crater of the moon also. Just as much as in the Kaddish HaKadosh. So Ibn Ezra, in Pasha's Truma, except it's easier to connect to the Shekhinah in the, in the, in the Kaddish HaKadosh. It's more accessible. The Eretz HaKadosh means it's more accessible. It's easier. Shabbos. Shabbos Shalashudis. The Shekhin is more, it's, it's close. It doesn't mean closer proximity. It's easier to reach. There's a Kedushas Hasman. Young Kippur. There's a Kedushas Hasman. His example is, the Ibanez's example is, Igmar says in Brachas that the Nishama fills up the whole body. The whole, the body is, the is everywhere. 
Tell me, where is it easier to tell where the neshama is? In my big toe or on my face? Or in my eyes? Or in how I speak? And who I am? From my neck up? The same amount of neshama, except it comes out over here more. It's more accessible. The, thin, the glass is thinner. That's what it means. So you go to the base at Slavin, the glass gets thick. Some surface says that's why Moshe Ben said, but say I have to leave the city. Power, I gotta leave the city in order to dive for you. In order to stop Barat. Why? Because all the Egyptians, at least the ones that you know believed that this might happen, took their sheep and brought it into town. The sheep was in Vadizara. So the town is full of Vadizaras. So he just, you know, had to leave town. In this book on the Manchester Rosh Hashiva, he wouldn't make a bracha in a room when it was a television. There's a ton of there. They, they bring their mice out. That there was a man who was deathly ill, and they asked the Shiva to daven for him, Masego. He asked, Is there a television in the room? He says, Yes, there's a television, and that's how the people pass the time uh, while they're sitting around this man's. Uh, Deathbed. She said, take the television out. And they put in tapes, uh, Torah tapes. In a few hours, the man was starting to recover already. He told me some You know what a school is? A school is something where I can't tell the connection between cause and effect. What does the red, red band around my wrist have to do with anything? Now, I believe. I don't know. Maybe it's something. I'm not. I, yeah, okay. Yeah. Could be a good may. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying anything against it because I don't know anything about it. Kimei is these things. Maybe they work. I don't know. They do work. The Rabbi says, like a mezuzah on a house. How, how does a mezuzah work? How does it work? I don't know. I, but it's my problem. I can't see cause and effect. This tumor there. Great people sense it. And the effects are of Segal's that take the television out of the room. It's a different room when there's no television. So, she, Harucha Kaddish left. So she said, Kaylee, Kaylee, Loma Zaftoni, why'd you leave me? I said, maybe it's because I called him a dog. Tadikim into telling the truth. And Nachasheresh was a dog. And she called him a dog. She's diving to Rebanshan about saving her from this fellow who was a dog. So she says, lay him in a cave. But you know, it's not covered, Malchus. Different subject, but Rashi in Pastor's Rayachi says that Yaakov Avinu was covered the Malchus when Yosef came, he sat up. And Rashi gives two examples Pairoi and Achav. We don't say Zechonim with Rochi after any of them. But there's a covered mouth, it's not our subject. A melech, a melech is a dogma of melech, malche, hamlochen. I tell you, Maisa, <laughs> I was, uh, I was, learning, I was with Tomid uh, two weeks ago, Friday night, and um, it talks there about the, uh, talks there, I didn't finish the Masech there, okay? I said, Chazim Masech Tomid makes it sound like I finished it. I didn't finish it. But it says over there, that uh, they had guards in the uh, in the Azara, 
and in the uh, and the, by the by the uh, harabais to the courts, courts not to uh, not to protect the base on English, not to protect Hashem. These were kids. I mean, like a 15-year-old kid, you know, Levi standing there. Like, what's he standing there for? It's a covet for the base Hashem. So Gemara talks about, which, you know, the Harabayas, so they, they stood on the inside. Because you can sit down if you're tired. But on the outside, but on the Azara, you can't sit down in the Azara. Only Malchus based over can sit in the Azara. So they had to watch from the outside. So they failed to sit down. So I don't understand. It's more of a covet inside? Like, what's more of a covet inside than outside? So an Englishman came, Usher Briska Kamatokum from my building. Yeah. And he comes in, uh, and I said, Oh, I have a shayla. And I asked him. So he said to me, On the spot, in Buckingham Palace, they guard on the inside, not on the outside. Okay? That's all they got is covered mouth. It's covered they got. Yeah? I told you once, I was watching, I was uh, with my son, I played tourist a couple of days in London, and the uh, horse threw one of the uh, riders that were, you know, protecting the queen, and he's laying there on the floor, and they didn't know what to do. In fact, that's not in the script. Not supposed to be like that. And it was a hot sun. This guy's laying there in full dress, yeah, and like, you know, <laughs> it took them 15 minutes to figure out that maybe they should call an ambulance and bring a stretcher. And they're protecting the queen. Okay? So, you know, this COVID. Malchus is a, an echo of the revolution. That was his name. On the spot. Buckingham Palace. I said, dude, Malchus. Some of them had for reasons there. Why the guards on the inside. And there's a changing of the guard. I'm not sure what all the halachas. But he said they're on the inside. I believe him. I've never inside Buckingham Palace. So anyway, she called him a dog. She right away corrected herself. And Ruch HaKadosh came back. She took responsibility. She didn't blame the Tzlomim. It's their fault. A derech to a failed life is always getting into the habit. It's a bad shot. Always blaming someone. You're preparing for Rosh Hashanah. Take responsibility. Figure out what you can do. You're not responsible for the things you can't do. Forget about them. But the things you can do. The things you need to do. Think about it. You're responsible. Okay. Now, one of the reasons we like to give blame to someone else, because we live under a mistaken impression that if I make a mistake, it must be I'm no good. It's not true. People make mistakes. If I think that this mistake makes me no good, then I'm going to blame somebody else. <coughs> Take responsibility. Say you're sorry. It's okay. But if I think that I'm no good, then, I, then, then, I, then I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to defend myself. It must be you. Because healthy people don't want to think they're no good. That's the way it is. They don't want to think they're no good. There's another reason why people shouldn't blame. Because if it's not my fault, if I didn't do it, then there's nothing I can do about it. 
What can I do about it? It's not my fault. Like, um, if I don't understand Rashi, so Rashi made a mistake. Instead of saying, I don't understand, say Rashi made a mistake. I mean, as much as it makes you feel good, right? Because I, 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 there's nothing wrong with me, it's just, there's a problem over there, right? Let's take a look at some of the things that you can think about that'll help you stop doing this. But again, Rosh Hashanah, your preparation for Rosh Hashanah is to figure out what you're responsible for. You're responsible for improving your character. You're responsible for going to sleep on time. You're responsible for taking care of your health. You're responsible for the Chazara. You're responsible. You're a big boy. It's like Rabbi Yaakov Kamenesky, Zechayin Levrocha, when he gave the highest cheer in Torah Vedas, so he learned Nida and Shabbos and Brochis. He learned how Chulin, he learned how Lachadikim is Echtis. He says to him, till now, I mean, they're not yeshivish and mesechtis. So it says, until I've been learning how to learn, when are you going to start learning? Now, it doesn't mean that learning the Babas is not learning, chas It's not learning halacha lemaisa. I told one of the two people, I got a shayla this week. This week, we're holding a Monday, last week. Yeah? About a kid who's very well behaved all week. Like, really well behaved. He's great in school. He does everything he needs to do. On Shabbos, he's a terror. He's beating up his brothers and sisters at the table. It's like a terror. So I told him, Sigmar Mbavakama. Mu'ed l'shabbosis. Yeah? It's a mu'ed. Uh, there's a short. It's a mu'ed l'shabbosis. Oh, Rashi will tell me pshat. Because he's not working. Oh, that's right. The same thing. This kid's not working. A whole week he's busy, you know. He's busy with his work. Shop is not working. So he's a terror. But it turned out to be deeper than that. These parents realize, these pay very menschlicher people. Ah, amazing. And, and uh, what happened was, I always tell parents, you have to have a connection to your kids. They have to be willing to talk to you, and you're responsible for that. From the time the kid is, is very small, So they asked, I told them, talk to the kid when he's not, you know, not Shabbos. Don't talk to him on Shabbos, too late or too early, depending on, you know, which week you're talking about. Do you know what he said? He said, I see the kids are misbehaving. Tati's not doing anything about it. I have to take over. Of course, he's a b'chor. I mean, I forgot I left that out. That's partial. Yeah? I got to take over. <laughs> So he did something which is pure genius. I never would have thought of it. It's pure genius. He sat down with this boy who loves to learn, who's successful in learning, and said, let's learn the sugya, like a piece of Gemara. Yeah, when the children act out at the Shabbos table, Zachariah, making up his name, Zachariah holds kach for kach, we have to do. Tati holds kach for kach, we have to do. So what's the machlekes? And he has, you know, Rashi entices over. He might have wrote it down. Rashi entices what, what's Pshat and Zachariah. And what's Pshat and Tati. And the kid understood. And when you look, put it to me that way, how look is like Tati. Gosh. 
that was pure genius. I told the person, that wasn't intelligent, it was genius. Yeah. But you could only pull that off if you had preparation beforehand, if you made the site. When you have the site, that's it. Yeah. So let's take a look at some of the things you can think in your head that will allow you to blame yourself. One is, maybe there's damage I can't, I can't undo. There's things I can't, I can't change, but there are things I can. Can I salvage anything? Salvaging something is a lot, okay? Everything matters. You know, there's a cloud. In other moments, I'll differ entirely on Cain Nichshobar. I made a mistake. Our mistakes are our greatest teachers. You know, I, I give you, I give you a marshal. This chokma, bina, and das. Chokma is information. Bina is deeply understanding the information. You can make new information. That's the word boyne to build. And das is when that information is part of your emotional reality. So the example I give, this dude tells her she was a kind of voices, is when a mother tells his, her child, when a, we have a hot pot on the fire, don't touch it because metal is hot when it's on a fire and you will burn yourself. That's information. Bina is when he figures it's not the shape of the pot or how tall it is. It's anything that's metal on the fire, even a skillet, even a frying pan. That's Bina. But then when he touches the thing, it goes, ouch, that's Das. That's Das. Now he knows. Yeah? That's the, that's the person who made a mistake. You did something wrong, and you lost out. Okay? Now you know that you won't do it again. Some, it's like... Um, there was a Jew, very great man, and Rabbi Shazaman Meltzer, Sechet Tzadik Levracha. He was never a, a, a strong person. So when he got engaged, if they got engaged, they found out that his constitution, his body, wasn't such a strong body. So the Kala came to Chavetz Chaim and said, he's not such a strong person, maybe it's not a good idea. So Chavetz Chaim said there's some people who are healthy and some people who live long. Okay, some people are strong, and some people live long. I remember Rabbi Zechayim Levrocha, Rabbi Berman told me there are people who are healthy, really healthy, and they don't take care of themselves because they're never sick, and they drop dead in the street. I mean, it was his voice, and they just dropped. They never took care of themselves because they were ne never thought they had to. A person who's not so healthy, he takes care of himself. For instance, a diabetic. Controlled diabetics are healthier than most of the population. They're healthier than most of the population. Why? Because they have to take care of themselves. They have a michshol. They have a rebellious pancreas that doesn't, doesn't treat them nicely. So what do you do? You treat it nicely. You know, you treat the pancreas nicely, it treats you back nicely. And they're healthier. They're healthier. Why? Because they're sick. Not this type. There are a lot of things like that. There are, there are people who are matzlich, they are great tamid chachamim, because they have an average kishrin. It's the bali kishrin that are not the tamid chachamim. You made a mistake, you pick yourself up, and that mistake you won't make again. 
exam, many examples. Come on, get mistakes. You don't have to blame anybody. It's your mistake. When you realize it's your mistake, you have a brighter future. Because it won't let it happen again. To sum up. When you touch a mokim mechusa, that's not a touch-up. When you touch a mokim mechusa, you have to wash the teal sedayim. Or at least menaka b'chomini de menaki. I'm not paskening. Rabbi Shagi stands here. But I'm just telling you, between me and you, and uh, the Chaznish said this is one of the reasons people are not much in learning, because they scratch their heads. Yeah? And some achlikes to Rashiv and Rabbi Yoshev, if you scratch your head here, whether you have to wash or not. But everybody holds, if you scratch under the yarmulke, you do. Okay? So, yeah. Rabbi Yisai, the next step to Rosh Hashanah We've been talking about being consistent. Because if you're not consistent, then you don't have a future. What are you going to have to be banished from for a year? We speak about taking responsibility. And a chalik, a sieve cotton of taking responsibility, is learning not to blame. You have difficult situations, and your situation is difficult. Let's say you have a roommate that comes in late at night and makes a noise. So don't blame him. Move! Leave! Because he's going to ruin your man. But you have difficulties, so deal with them. Deal with difficulties. You have a bad back, learn how to get out of bed. There are things other people don't have to learn. But you do. Probably nobody in this room knows how many stairs it is from the from the entrance to the building up to here, or from your dormitory room up to here. A blind person, Rahmanul Islam, would know the first day. Baruch Hashem, you don't have to know. You should never have to know. A disability is not something, it's not, a, it's not an excuse for a failed life. You take care of it. You do the best you can. Rishon doesn't want more than that. But if you're still into blaming, then Rishon says you're never going to take responsibility. It's always somebody else's fault. So our voice side. Remember Esther. Esther said, because maybe I called a Hashem Shador. Maybe that's why. And the brother says, shame Manachno. It's Sadiq looks for where he made his mistake. And that way he comes to have a tikkun and becomes a candidate to tell the Rebbein Shalom, please, I'm a candidate for me to Sarachman. I'm not going to blame anybody. I'm going to take responsibility.